0: Hi guys, welcome to the Revive Stronger podcast. I'm your host as always, Steve Hall. And today I'm very excited to be talking to two of my friends, Josh and Tom. Um, And some of the audience will be aware of these guys. Some people might not be. And this is gonna be a really cool and exciting podcast for me at least. And I hope it goes down well for the listeners. And it's gonna be a really unique episode. So for those of you who don't know, Thomas Moore is a content creator uh, within the fitness space, has his membership site, great educational resource uh, for a lot of enhanced trainees and is a coach and competitor himself. And Josh is very much the same, uh, also a content creator, uh, putting out lots of educational content in the fitness space and is a coach and competitor himself. So the only difference is I believe Josh competes in men's physique, whereas Tom is in uh, bodybuilding. Is that right?
1: Yeah, classic, classic. Although Josh, Josh can easily make the jump into classic at the moment.
0: There yeah, we go. <laughs> so, these guys I respect a lot because they're very open and honest about their drug use, um, that they are enhanced and they're also informed. And I think for my audience and from my perspective, this podcast is for natural trainees most of all. But from my perspective as well, everyone who is enhanced was once natural so uh, you have to eventually make that decision and i think this can be really helpful for a lot of the decision uh sorry a lot of the listeners who may be thinking about it um, and what goes into it and from two people who have had different routes towards going mm-hmm. down it but have both their own experiences and have thought it through so I don't know if who wants to start with a question I, I'll, I'll let Tom start. Mm. Uh, basically opening a lot of like naturals get asked why do they stay natural and I'd love mm. to hear what your journey was to going down the enhanced route.
1: I think, firstly, thank you very much for having us both on the on the show, mate. I think the the different the difference between myself and Josh is that Josh probably eked out as much as possible in the natural bodybuilding scene before taking the decision to jump on anabolics, and and the response you get, and I've said it before, is is so sort of drastic. Uh, Josh made body composition changes that some people would only dream of in a very short space of time. Whereas I was very incredibly impatient, quite immature with my, with my first, uh, as I first stepped into the world of anabolics, really just more so from like a, I was, I was slightly dubious and, and unsure. I wanted to test the waters a little bit. I think that was just me being, as I said, quite, quite immature and not, not really fully understanding nutrition and training to the, to the full extent before, before, before taking them. So it, the reason why I did was because I was competing, and I knew that if I wanted to compete against the the bigger guys on the stage, that I'd have to take anabolics. Naturally, genetically, I'm not the biggest, so that's why I went down the route of taking well, of sort of very small dose. And to this day, I, with with doses, probably comparing myself and Josh and others in the industry, are still quite low. But but again, that difference between me and Josh is that Josh is taking this to to a pro level and Olympia level, which I know, which I that I no doubt that he, he won't. You would definitely achieve, sorry.
0: Awesome, yeah. I think I'll let Josh go for it because uh, yeah, so yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we've got such different routes towards yeah. it, and I'm, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate and respect Tom. That, like in hindsight, you do reflect on some things that probably we're getting to
2: that you maybe would have changed. So, yeah, Josh, go for it. Sure. So, like in a in yeah, very differently. I kind of came at it from from the love of natural bodybuilding. Um, and I like was I loved it. I, I thought it was everything because it was just raw. It, it's you. It's, it's everything. You know. Um, I had all these aspirations to kind of be an IFBB pro naturally, um, and that was kind of what I was, I was pretty proud of. It to be fair, um, for a long time, and I was very much uh, if the, if the fence is down the line, I'm on, I'm on the left hand side. saying so no, I'm natural. You know, for a very long time, I did that. I did that for about seven years. So I trained naturally for seven years. Um, of those you know coherently for five years properly doing doing what i know what i'm doing for for a goal to get bigger um and i and i did well i never competed in natural events i never did tested events because i wanted a pro an IFBB pro card which was just through an event they didn't test ukbff back in the day um and I would get a second and I would, you know, maybe won, win, win a regional and then get a second or third at the finals. And I thought, what's the difference? These guys are bigger, fuller, maturer. or oh, they're just older. In a probably very naive, probably a very naive way. And, and probably how a lot of people will come into this thinking because I know who, who will send me say, is this guy natural? And it's someone who's been using steroids for 10 years. And I'm thinking this kind of naivety is quite dangerous to some people. And I was the, the example of that. I just didn't think people used when people asked me, I said, no, no, they must be natural. They don't do that. Um but slowly but surely the 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 the, the pin the pin dropped and I kind of realised that actually the, the difference for me to get to my goal and coincided with the UK BFF changing their uh almost their like their rules, their criteria to a bigger physique, to a pro-physique, which for me it makes sense anyway. They were making people pros who were you know, seven, you know, like a stone off what they should have been on stage. And then they've just got to take two years out and they can't compete at pro level. So they upped that size. And then I realized I'm probably not going to be able to do that in the next five to 10 years naturally, maybe not even naturally. Um, so that, that came to the period where I realized, okay, over a very long period of time, 12 months, sort of thinking about it, I'm going to the pros and cons and thought this is my dream. Um, I'm going to take that step, but I'm going to do it properly. Um, and I hired a coach, I hired someone to do all my bloods for me, interpret them for me. Um, I still have that coach, you know, nearly two years down the line, um, and we've, we've worked very closely together. So, cool. Different
0: aspect. Yeah, really interesting to hear, at least that both of you, although came at it very differently, it was that competitive aspect that drove it, uh, and yeah, the the leagues that you were competing in like like you said you never know what people are taking but to be ultimately as competitive as you want to be it's kind of like you can do everything in the world but if you don't do that one thing that has a, a huge impact it can have a massive impact as i'm sure we get into like you're just never going to quite get there so uh, yeah I, c- I can completely see that and obviously josh you were coached going into it and i guess when you were kind of more so getting into it Tom were, was it as available I guess like the resources that we have now it's just like there's a lot actually
1: no it was very it was incredibly underground we didn't have the sort of resources and the the individuals in the industry like Dr Dean St Mark at our disposal and it was very much uh, a, almost trial and error to the point of view where i'd I would take a substance see the sort of effects and and this was this is before I was even delving into the world of getting bloods uh, interpreted it was just this is what's being said on a forum. So I'm going to follow it and I'll, I will see how I get on. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll create content around how my 10 or 12 week cycle has gone, how my post-cycle therapy has gone. And then, you know, roll the clocks forward a few years. Now we have such a, a far better understanding with anabolics and, and other, and other compounds that it's, yeah, it. it Prime example of, of where you'd want someone to go is Josh. Have, he has that coach, that, that Callum, uh, and, and underneath his guidance, is, is a it has a whole host of knowledge surrounding not just training, nutrition, but anabolic steroid content, which is I'm, I'm sure is an area where a lot of coaches are probably trying to increase their knowledge on because it seems so widely sort of accepted and, and uh, more more often than not, people are using now. So I think a lot of coaches are taking it upon themselves to to increase their knowledge, knowledge in that area
0: yeah I should actually meant to qualify before we started that my knowledge in the area is literally almost zero. I know some yeah. of the buzzword names, but yeah. um like apart from that, and it is. Like whenever I've looked into it and I've seen like Broderick Chavez has been on the show and I see some of his stuff now and then. And like you say, Dr. Uh, Dean St. Martin, like it's just it goes way above my head. And I think a lot of people are ignorant to the fact that it isn't just like any other supplement. It's uh, very unique uh, in that regard. And you can't just buy it over the counter for a reason and actually i guess on that line i'd love to hear tom if you were to do it again what mm. changes would you make uh, you kind of touched on some of them there but it would be cool to just go through that
1: yeah i probably wouldn't wouldn't have gone in at such a high dose it's odd because it's for, for the individuals that are starting to to use anabolics now it's very much a low dose trying to get the most uh, out of the least. So you're looking at that sort of 200, 250 milligram mark for a, for a beginner's cycle. Whereas I started this 500 milligram a week mark, because that was the norm thing to do. Then I've sort of transitioned from high dose down to low dose. I've I've always done the complete opposite of what what a lot of people are doing, what I'm doing to this day.
0: Yeah, I guess actually I should also say, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it might just, it adds a little bit more of interest to the the podcast, but um, I've had, t- I've been on TRT. So after my accident, uh, when I had the head injury, I had like clinically low testosterone levels. So to recover those, I was on TRT for a few months and like, even like, I think back to those and that was like, I don't even know what it was like if for a few milligrams, it wasn't anything <laughs> at all, but what, that what was game changing.
1: What were they uh, giving you to administer?
0: it was a gel. So I just rub it on my nipples because uh, I had gynecomastia because uh, my estrogen was just sky high. So that yeah. that's like the the amount of knowledge I have is like that allowed me to grow a beard. I got like facial yeah, yeah. hair. My libido is like uncontrollable uncontroll- at that time. So uh, yeah, there's I, I've experienced a very small amount. <laughs> mm. And I guess for you, Josh, what, because you've had it kind of gone on to it a little bit more recently, what were the kind of first things you experience, like the the pros the the highs the lows uh, yeah.
2: what yeah what happened um so like uh, you know you have that i mean i feel like it is potentially not a placebo because i mean you know the moment you you kind of inject that testosterone into your body you are within 24 hours going to start to peak pretty higher than where you were naturally you're going to cease to stop producing naturally so i mean within a within a week i felt fuller you know, and because I had trained so long naturally and then the graft of natural bodybuilding over, you know, years, years and years of stringing together these sessions, those just became so much simpler and the growth just became quicker, essentially. Um, I felt actually pretty good in myself. Um, I felt more motivated, potentially linked, obviously, because I'm now working towards my goals. So I kind of had a bit more that I was like, okay, I'm working for this now. Let's let's make it work. Um but other than that, like I didn't cognitively get anything because it was a very, a very low dose in terms of like um, any kind of you know snapping in 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 uh, what you call it whatever, like in an argument or whatever. tend tend to be different things. Um, in terms of negatives, within the two weeks, I had uh, sensitive nipples and they got really, really erect straight away, and that was with half the dose that Tom would have started on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, when people told me when I mentioned the dose to people people laughed at me and said why you're not even going to feel anything Mm. within two weeks like i was putting on weight i was getting leaner you know sure i had sensitive nipples but obviously uh, addressing that um through through other means like to control estrogen and whatnot you know it was just you know i just carried on and i grew more than anyone thought i could grow off off the little amount and then just kept Mm. going
0: and i guess you took a very uh, like the more educated slower route whereas Tom you didn't have that experience and I guess it'll be interesting to hear like what you've been through and hopefully like future listeners if they're listening can avoid yeah. this or maybe some people have had it the same
1: yeah, I mean, even when I first began, I, I would I had a, an understanding of what would happen in terms of the conversion between testosterone and estrogen, so I had my Arimidex on board just in case, and I was taking that throughout my five hundred milligrams, and and that was it. It wasn't it wasn't a a, a cycle that was stacked that you will see a lot of people start with. So in the sense of it being safe, the only the only difference between myself and Josh would be it would be a, a, probably another mil more, two hundred and fifty milligrams. So the side effects for, for me. I mean, I never get any huge amounts of conversion anyway. When I get my blood work done, I've never suffered from gynaecomastia before. My skin genetically has been pretty okay, so I don't sort of break out. I'd say my my hair lines recede a little bit, but I think that's in the family. And and apart from that, really, and and again, as Josh mentioned, I think the mood is. Has got a lot to do with food intake. There's never been a time where I've been on off season on a lot, a large amount of gear, and I've been angry. It seems to be my my anger is in heightened when food is being taken away, and I'm running other substances. But for that first 500 milligram cycle, uh, and without making it sound like it was, you know, glorious and and put it in a good light, there was hardly any side effects. To be completely honest.
0: What were the positives like what happened there because i know uh, at least Mm -hmm. i have one client who was natural then he went on some gear and i'm still coaching him but not obviously for the gear use and he is overwhelmingly positive about it and like he has said like it's been an absolute game changer he is like full Mm -hmm. of life um and he hasn't ever seemed happier so yeah yeah, i'd like to hear not to glorify it but
1: yeah, it's hard not to glorify it in the sense that people say, oh, you know, steroids aren't a quick fix. Well, in essence, they they are a quick fix. They can get almost three years of work condensed into 10. So we, we, we sort of say, we, we try and steer people clear from saying it's a quick fix because of the hormonal imbalance and the, and the potential negatives that it can happen in, in the long run that's why we're not saying this isn't a quick fix this is if you are taking the jump into anabolics it's probably for a long time or if you're trying to become pro or this is a lifetime decision but my very first cycle I think I was only about 79 80 kilos and I've just left Lucian college so I've been working with Luke, Luke Johnson so the, my understanding of, of training nutrition was a little bit better than just your sort of average bro, bro. so I'm, I think I gained like 10 or 12 kilos went up to like 92 and then did my post hoc therapy and lost a little bit probably because I didn't know how to manipulate food and training, you know, to benefit my physique. So I almost lost quite a large amount that I gained during that cycle. Then I cycled off and then I didn't touch it for probably a couple of months. And that was at the time when I was competing. So I was still using the same sort of, testosterone and then i think 4 weeks out i was like oh shit I'm, apparently i need a quicker acting ester so i used testosterone propionate and i remember just running testosterone propionate and and some winstrol for my very first show and yeah fantastic results in terms of holding on to lean body mass and, and improving condition so yeah there's been no there's been no detrimental my god uh, i'm in hospital side effects apart from a, a dodgy injection and that, that's the only time i've ever, ever sort of had a serious side effect from it yeah hey
3: pascal here just wanted to take the moment to talk about our membership site inside you'll find a thriving forum an extensive exercise library courses presentations and research reviews all i need you to do is hit the link in the description below yeah is that the same for you josh I sim- yeah i
2: was similar i mean i, tra- I tracked everything from like the, the first blood test i did naturally for all of my like everything, all my organs, you know, hba one c inflammation levels, uh, everything you can imagine. I did a full spectrum before I started. I then tracked everything. on Also on YouTube, you can go watch it. Every single week, you know, weekly check-ins. And, and I gained very, very similar, you know, to Tom in the fact. I think I started at 98, so I was pretty heavy into an off-season when I started. I would have liked to have been leaner. Um, but I put on, I got up to 10, 107. So it was nine kilos, but I was probably leaner at 107. Mm than when I there So, it, you know, it really was almost like, you know, you call it like a miracle drug. It was very, very like miraculous in front of me. Um, and, and yeah, I've, I've not had anything bad apart from a bad injection, just like Tom. But yeah, it, it just it does what it says and it's in, put it that way, mm. you know. Mm. But I would say this with a caveat to the fact that now that I'm further down the line, it, the bar of where a pro is is much further than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, I'm still two, two years deep and I'm still trying. It's Yes, you blow up but you're very far away from a pro. So blowing up doesn't make a difference in that scheme of things, you know? Right.
0: I guess there's costs involved in like literal expenses. So obviously Josh, you have a coach and it costs money itself. And also, I guess, I don't know if there's like a, I don't know how to phrase it, but just like it for a natural, if you like, you can, breeze through just like, I don't know, eating some protein, training relatively hard, you'll maintain, it's fine. Whereas I guess you have to consider more things when you are using. So I don't know if uh, like a burden, uh, if you ever feel that like psychologically, if there's any negatives that you feel in that regard. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of rambled, but I don't, for Josh, I guess what cost wise, like monetary wise, if, if you could put a value on it per month, if that's something you're open to talking about, is, there, is sure. it expensive sure. or...
2: So obviously there's more to consider. You'd probably want to be looking at, you know, more supplements to cover your organ support and things like that. Cool. Yeah. That caveat to yeah. it. Um, there's also where you are in your cycle. Are you kind of, you know, chilling out, cruising, you're on a TRT dose, just a, you know, whatever repair, get healthy again. Or are you blasting? Obviously more oils, more substances are going to cost more, um, more sought after drugs, you know, like things like Prima Bonitrine are going to be more expensive. Um, so, I mean, if you're like, if you're mid season and you're, you know, you, you could be hundreds, you know, you're talking a couple hundred, you know, to get everything in every single week, including all the supplements that you want every single, I mean, unfortunately for, I have to have a sponsor, but I mean, thinking in the reality of it, these supplements, like if you want to get something that covers your heart, kidney, liver, you know, everything like that, you're going to spend 120 quid on those as well, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, there's more to consider. Then you have got the blood tests. If you're doing it right, you should yeah. be coming to get blood test They're 200 quid a time um it's sometimes scary when you get a message saying oh bro uh which is the cheapest blood test i can get i'm like bro you gotta Mm. check everything just check everything bro this is your health not yeah not 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 like a side gig where you're just trying to go out for a night out or anything like that it's a real thing you know so yeah that, 300 quid probably in the peak Mm. of it
0: Yeah I guess when you I didn't even think about all the supplementation as well in addition so that's a good point I guess like people are used to spending a certain amount on supplements but like it may double if Mm. now you need to control more variables for your health and then obviously yeah you've got the expense of the coach and all of those things as well the blood work so it does I don't think people realize and like you said unfortunately people try to cut corners and i don't think that's the way you want to go because it, it does have a big impact on health or at least my ignorance <laughs> tells me that it does i don't know enough to know exactly how much um i don't know if there's anything you can talk towards uh tom in terms of like psychology like is there anything you feel like it impacts in that regard like your it, did the burden make sense did you ever feel like it's a burden
1: yeah the only time where i felt psychologically things happen in terms of almost like this self-inflated ego is when i'm on prep and i'm running compounds like tren. it's like that sort of in height bubble that i'm in and, and sort of friendships and relationships take a little bit of a hit but in the off season psychologically i'm gaining tissue whilst keeping lean my strength is shooting up so there's nothing really to be too concerned about it's only in that position where you can, you can start to feel yourself become sort of detaching from society almost. And, and certain compounds will do that. They will, they will. And this could, this could potentially be a reflection of your own self. You know, I may be that type of individual and this Tremblone, for example, is only going to heighten that, but that's the only time where psychologically I've felt sort of not really myself is on prep. And I think a lot of people feel like that, regardless of of anabolics anyway. But I think uh, that's the only time where I've, where I've noticed a change.
2: I think Ooh. I largely agree with that as well. Like yeah. prep, I mean, when you're on the last legs of a prep and you're self, self-consumed self mm. and you're putting all these oils into every other day, like I've had a few what the fuck moments. I'm, mm. you know, I've had those moments of like, poof, I'm really like in the thick of this, right? Two years deep, like you're really doing this to yourself. Yeah, recheck, cool. You know what the goal is, let's go again, you know? And you do have these reality checks. And I think that's the, that's the reality of these things is that it's not yeah. linear. You don't just make that decision and feel great about it for the rest of your life. You know, you're going to have a day where it feels, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit much. For me yeah. personally, anyway. And then and I've I'm had not, days where I'm like, nah, I can ride this.
1: Yeah. And I think it, goal dependent is very much a large factor that comes in because Josh has this, you know, envisages becoming pro and, and, and gracing the Olympia stage. Whereas for myself, I've never sort of wanted to become a pro. I wanted into train in the Olympia. So when, and Josh has had them when I'm, when I'm, when I'm sitting there and I'm like, right, I'm too out from a show and I'm competing against whoever on stage at a PCA, knowing full well that I'm not in condition. I have no intention to, to go to the top league. Then I can, like, what am I doing? What, what, why am I doing this? And then I have to understand, well, I'm probably coming, I and mean, this more from a from a business opportunity and content creation and growth, and that's my okay. Right, this yeah. is why we're doing it. Compared to sort of almost, even though Josh is still you know taking full advantage of his physique and growing his socials, I think for me psychologically it's hard. And I put an Instagram post up the other day saying I'm, I'm after some redemption, and next year I'm, I'm sure I'll achieve that. But I sort of got I almost got lost in this whole business side of bodybuilding, trying to grow my brand that the whole anabolic steroids and competing almost took a back seat. And when that takes a back seat, you're like, hold on, I could potentially be putting myself at a negative hormonally here for the sake of what, you know? So that's the only times where I sort of tussle back and forth with my own mind.
0: Yeah. I guess it's, it comes down to like what, like a lot of people when they're going to do this, like both of you initially did it from a competitive standpoint and now Tom, you've consisted maybe from a competitive standpoint and also like business and everything else, Mm -hmm. it's kind of part of what you do. Whereas like, I guess for some people, I don't know what your guys' opinion are, but people have opinions on like, don't know, you shouldn't do it unless you are gonna compete or other Mm -hmm. people are maybe not of that opinion because I imagine it has some lifestyle benefits potentially, um, Mm -hmm. like not feeling like shit when you're dieting as much, maybe at times, I don't know. Obviously I haven't experienced it. So yeah, I don't know if Josh, you wanna talk to any of like your opinion on that, uh, what kind of you've experienced from it, if you have any advice for
2: others. Yeah, I had that same opinion, man. I Had that same opinion. That I take a bit of gear. I'm going to be fine on prep. No sir, mm. no yeah. sir. You feel like shit, just let the rest of us. <laughs>
0: that makes me feel better. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, no, I, I generally thought like oh, I was going to feel good now. You know, I'm going to feel good. I'm, going to, I'm going to maintain my sex drive. Nope. No. Same, 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 same. You know, the stress of prep. The, 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 the when you've got that tunnel vision on on a final goal, like it's difficult. I think it's difficult to kind of maintain that that non stressful environment to keep things to go as normal so uh yeah I, I wish it was like that but but no it's not like that in terms of that. are there so any other questions
0: uh, i was just gonna on that line are there any other like myths or misconceptions you see just commonly out there in regards to like just steroid use that you just particularly just yeah, dislike yeah. and would love people to realize that that's just not the case
2: yeah, it's got to be your own risk to reward ratio. You know, it's your due diligence to understand your your the risk, and you know if your reward's big enough, if your reward is mm. going to Ibifa, and that's fine with you, and that's you're okay with that. That's who are we to judge? You know, exactly. you've got to make that decision. I'll just urge you to try and do it the the smart, educated way. You know, mm. and keep yourself safe while doing it.
0: Mm. Same to you, Tom.
1: Yeah, I think uh, in terms of the myths surrounding anabolic steroid uses, just to touch up on a few, I think there's a, a large misconception that certain anabolics are or must be carried out in certain circumstances. So this uh, X, X compound must be used in a deficit when you're in the cutting phase or dynabol can only be used in a bulking cycle, for example. So I think in terms of the myth, that's probably, that, that, that's probably up there with as you said before, people think that they're going to feel superhuman. I think it feels worse when you're, when you're running sort of like trend testosterone, you're injecting every other day, you're probably putting some T3 into the mix and cleanse some your And I mean, Josh had a, Josh had a funny turn this morning. You, you, you you imagine that sub 10% body fat, your head is, is going on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, I couldn't, I can only imagine what that's like. I haven't actually even tried your him being. So I need to, at some point just to see what that does. Um, and I guess you kind of mentioned it before in terms of like this, you kind of mentioned saying uh, like, what am I doing? That sort of decision. And I think, maybe some people view steroids and I'm sure some people have done it where it's almost like uh, getting a tattoo and a tattoo you can get removed whereas this is something that once you've done it you can't really take it back and I don't know if you have any you know words of wisdom or thoughts on your future and what you're kind of planning to like where you go with things and I guess there's also the temptation I think maybe it's we get a bit addicted and Like, more is better, and like controlling that urge to hold back and do things sensibly. I don't know if you want to touch on that first, Josh.
2: Uh, Yeah. So, um, sorry, first question again. I'll concentrate on the second one. What was the first one?
0: (laughs) I did, but I I think I said it was to do with like a tattoo you can get and you can get it removed. Whereas when you hop on, it's not as simple as that.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, you've got to consider that potentially no i'm not saying it's a big potential but the moment that you do begin down a steroid journey whether it's an oral cycle or whatever it is that you want to do you you may compromise yourself hormonally potentially permanently potentially permanently you know there's that potential what what the odds are what the chances are what the percent is no idea but you've got to consider that is going to be a possibility and the further you push it the longer you push it the more likely, the higher that percentage is probably going to go. Again, not for sure, but most likely it's probably going to go up, right? So as you can imagine, if you're going to step in for that long haul, so for me it was thinking, actually, I want to be on the Olympus stage, which probably is going to take me five to seven years if I'm very, very blessed and lucky with it. You know, So that's five years of anabolic steroid use. That's five years I may not be able to get back. That's five years of damage. That's five years of maybe not being able to... You know, get back online with my own testosterone when I'm done, if I'm done, and I may have to consider TRT for the rest of my life. That was all known to me before I started this journey, and it was all considered in my decision. Um, and eventually, I was okay with that decision. Like I said, the and and I'm, I'm down that route now. So you really, really got to take your time and think about it. It's not something that you can wake up one day and think, ah, you know, Jimmy down the down the gym's doing a bit. Again. it looks amazing. Me too. You know, yeah. you've got to think about it.
0: Same to you, Tom. Is there anything like you're thinking down the line future? Yeah. I don't know if, so, I don't know the impact on like fertility yeah, and things.
1: I think that again, that's where me and Josh differ slightly is that sort of next year towards the end of 2021 or after I've competed and, and hopefully placed well. Uh, 2020 was supposed to be a year where I push weight up a little bit and now we're in the coronavirus. I've, I've had to taper back down to a, a cruise dosage. So we still have ad- adequate amounts of time, even if we're all allowed back in the gyms in, in June time, we've still got six months to to throw at the rest of this year f- to gain some, some new tissue. So that will be done. And then we will we'll dip down to a cruise again and then compete mid 2021. I think probably me, Joe and Josh are going together. And then for me, that'll be, that'll be it in terms of cycling off and then looking to potentially start a, a family with, uh, with my girlfriend. So in terms of like my, say five year plan it's more of like a year and a half a two year plan would be to get a, a good few shows under my belt in 2021 and then and and i will be obviously documenting all of that as well for for a large amount of people that are concerned and, and as josh said you could be the one of the unlucky ones you could have this thought process that I'm going to do a 10 week cycle, gain 10 kilos. And then I'll try and maintain as much as possible. Probably lose, lose a few and probably could hold a nice high, a mid 80 kilo, but you could, you could shut yourself down permanently. The chances are very slim, incredibly slim because from, from a lot of research, it seems, and Alex Kiko has done some fantastic work on it as well. That the, it's very much a genetic sort of predisposition when it comes down. So you've seen bodybuilders in the past that have been on gear for for years and years, they've had children on cycle, look at Ronnie and, and, and Lee priest and other individuals. I think that it is very much a luck game, but of course you are going to put yourself at some sort of risk if you stay on steroids for an elongated period of time.
0: Perfect guys. Uh, you've actually covered off the the main kind of subject that I wanted to go through quite quickly. I do have another question and I think that could lead us down another rabbit hole, which would be good. Mm-hmm. But I just want to make sure that I feel like we've done justice to the topic. And you feel like you've covered off the points that you'd want to cover off for mm-hmm. assuming this is someone who's natural listening to this for the first time, who's maybe considered using steroids. Um, I would sum it up in a case of like become educated do your research, potentially talk to a coach who does use and is educated in the kind of the manner. And we mentioned quite a few already on the Mm. podcast. And then I guess it was a case of like, really look at the risk versus reward and why you're doing it uh, before anything else. And eking out kind of, I guess, as much of your natural kind of gains as you can. I guess, is that fair how you would say for like someone who is new to all of this, thinking about potentially doing it in future? Or is there Mm. anything you'd add?
2: You know, no, I'd largely agree with that. Um, I would say that, that our experiences may be different from different to everyone else's experience because everyone can react yeah. differently to a different different drug, you know? Mm. So anything new you try it may be different for you versus someone else, so just, you know, learn your body, take things slow, start low, work up, you know, and then you can, you're, in, you're in full control if you do
1: that. Yeah,
0: 100%, 100%. Hi guys, Steve here. Just wanted to take a moment of your time to remind you of our online coaching service at revive stronger we pride ourselves on providing personalized service that will take your physique and knowledge to the next level if you're interested check the description and actually just this one thing came into my mind i guess there's and we may have missed some kind of variables or things that you just without doing it and experiencing it you just would never realize but i don't know if i've seen maybe one of you or i think i've seen someone who is enhanced and they've had like a dicky kind of uh like whatever it is that they're getting it's just not what it says on the tin is that like a th- common is that a thing like how do you even how does that process work because i know like for us in the uk it's obviously fine to use but to like the rest of it is kind of a bit like the it's i guess a bit murky at least from my end i don't how common is that is that something people have to consider is there anything you can do to stop that happening
1: what was the side effect you said sorry
0: uh, it's kind of like, I think it's a case of you've, I don't know, whatever you've tried to purchase from someone, it's not quite what uh, it says on the tin. Like it doesn't have what you would yeah. think it's going to have in there.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's hard. To, and, and even there's some, some argument that pharmaceutical gear isn't somehow superior. It seems that, uh, It seems that a common trend with anabolics in the underground world is that this new lab, which is probably the same person that's Continually creating labs has come out with this brand new product. They overdose it slightly, so it might be 150 milligrams of 100 milligrams. Everyone goes crazy for it. That surges the the want to 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 buy it, and then after a certain amount of time, those doses drop back down. So the sort of uh, the life cycle of an underground lab seems to be quite quick from what I can see. And then you've just got your sort of bog standard labs that people use and, and you can get those tested. You can not only get it tested for the amount of milligrams that's actually in the product. You can get it tested for metals, but one sort of easy way to determine whether your testosterone is working or not is your own blood work. You know, if you start injecting 125 milligrams and and that may put you in the super physiological range, then yeah, this is some, this is some good gear. Uh,
2: yeah, I agree. And it's it. Yeah.
0: Outside of, I was just thinking outside of your coach, uh, is there a discussion kind of talking through with your doctor? Is that something that you can be open with and discussing things with, or is that not something you guys have done?
2: I've, I've mentioned it to my doctor a few times, my GP, Yeah, uh, and they just asked me a few questions and that's pretty much it. nothing uh, specific. Uh, but we we actually both work with MediChecks, um, and they do blood work, and they actually have a doctor review your bloods, so yeah. they'll interpret them for you and give recommendations accordingly, which is quite nice.
1: Yeah, I'm qu- I'm quite close with my GP and have been for a while, so um, I tend to instead of paying privately, uh, and I'll go to him with con- some some concern either about kidneys or or heart, and ask if I can get you know, if I can get scans done on the NHS and thankfully our our health service and our health system allows us to do so. So it's a tricky one because I've had people come to me, clients as well that have had GPs that are very sort of bury their head in the sand and they don't, they probably have not much education about creatine Mm. or whey protein anyway. So you start talking about anabolics, they're just completely clueless. So yeah, I think it's very much based on your GP or you could, or you could then go is slightly more intricate and hire yourself an endocrinologist, for example, that probably has a little bit more understanding of it.
0: Cool. Perfect awesome so yeah the next question uh, that I I just saw someone ask it on Instagram and it may I, I didn't know what my views on it were and I'd love to hear what you guys make of the question it was a sense of when someone posts I think it's posting in regardless or posts a transformation how important is it for them if they are enhanced to say they're enhanced like um is that something that should happen frequently i know you guys are very open about your usage but do you i guess you have maybe a more of a sense for it and maybe more of aware of it when you see people potentially like not being as honest as you guys are and how do you feel about it as people who are obviously in the thick of it yourselves oh you want to go first
1: (laughs) yeah I mean it's just it's the whole fake natural scene isn't it again and, and I suppose uh, mine and Josh's reputation we aren't fearful of holding back and, and calling anyone out and this goes not only for anabolic steroid transformations but for females uh, reality TV stars that have sort of had their fat sucked from their stomach and placed on their glutes it's very obvious so you know yes when you can if you post a transformation image in 10 weeks that's done and, and it looks natural but you use anabolics and I probably want a refund on the anabolics but when you use the the, these these 10-week transformations and you've seen such a vast improvement be it you've somehow gained tissue and lost fat then of course you've got you it's almost like our job's been done because before me and Josh even comment on it you've just seen a flurry of, of people just saying Fake Natty he's on gear so yeah it's, it's sort of comedy for us almost
2: yeah I think yeah it's super it's super obvious I don't, I don't you, know, you almost don't need to say it anymore it's just like it's pretty obvious
0: yeah, I guess uh, at least you'd hope most people are educated enough to realize when it is mm. like the difference. And I guess sometimes it's just, pe- I don't know, the people aren't even aware of there's natural and enhanced bodybuilding. They're just like, it's just bodybuilding. So at least in yeah. our niche, it's like that. But I guess you guys... Um, I, from my perspective, it seems unrealistic for you to qualify a physique shot every time you post it and be like, by the way, guys, mm. I'm taking this, 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 it's just, yeah. it's as if someone on good genetics would have to post, by the way, guys, I probably have superior genetics to all of you. It, it, it just, uh, it seemed a bit off to me. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think the way you've both done it is you're open and honest about it, but you don't kind of throw it in people's faces. It's just part of your lives. And that's what you share.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's odd because there'll be certain instances, I think, and, and this probably goes for Josh as well, where people will comment, they'll sort of double back on their cell phones a bit hypocritical, where the sense like you might be natural and post a, a picture. Josh used to get like Reddit threads made after him, didn't you? Like, well, this, no, you're not. It's just, it, it's, it blows my mind how how dedicated people are to, to, to really becoming involved in people's lives. But you'll have posts when Josh was natural and people would say, oh, he's clearly using anabolics. And then Josh takes anabolics and then you'll get a comment like oh he's not big for using anabolics you think yeah, you, can exactly ne- you can never win in the, in this in this in this world exactly
0: it's very well said yeah I think it's there's just people that want to bring everyone down just like no matter what and actually what they're saying is not mm. of any help mm. cool guys I actually have no more questions for you um I don't know if there's anything else um you want to qualify for listeners, or anything else you want to share um, about kind of your transition? Any experiences, pros cons? If you feel like we've done an ample job of covering all of that, um, I'm surprised that we managed to do it all in that time. But yeah, <laughs> it was
1: no, I think yeah, very efficient, gentlemen. But yeah, <laughs> like, like just to recap, I think if those are listening to this and you're you're you're. Sort of client base for this podcast will very much be natural and probably a large percentage of them now in the, in the society environment we're in are probably thinking oh you know because we have these education resources now and, and because you've got like some of me and Josh saying well I've done this cycle and didn't really experience any side effects it does look quite appealing so I'm sure many people will probably listen to this and go oh, I've been training for six or seven years uh, m- maybe it's time I I took the decision to go into the, you know, into the dark side and if you are it needs to be that long term it has to be very much long term your goals must align it, it, it almost must be and it sounds slightly hypocritical because i'm not trying to become mr olympia but obviously our, our reasons are different but it must be the potential hormone to be negatively affected it's more of a long-term thing and i want to be kind of the best of the best
0: yeah i'd agree cool yeah i think it's at least i do feel like we made it clear that people need to think through their decision um it's not just a short-term fix as you both mm. said it's a long-term decision it's not something that if they regret they can just like remove it it's something that they have with them for the rest of their lives so especially for like people who are natural competitors once they've done that uh, they either have to wait what seven years for the bmbf 10 years of the wmbf uh, WMBF, Yeah, I think that is right. Um, So yeah, it's it's not something that we can take lightly in that regard. And like you said, like the long-term consequences aren't always fully flushed out. Everyone's individual, different genetics. Um, Some people don't respond the same way. So yeah, I I highly appreciate it. And I guess um, please do share where people can find yourselves. And if you have any people you would kind of recommend, including yourselves for kind of learning more about this sort of thing, um,
2: also give them a shout out. That'd be really great. Josh. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Josh Bridgman on everything. You can just type that in and you'll find me, uh, people. I think the muscle mentals are a great source. Um, I know that Joe Jeffrey is, is also a pretty good source of, of anabolics. Dr. Dean as well. Um, and obviously, uh, Tom as well on his website has one as well, has a lot of uh, anabolics.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. mate. It's, yeah. Mine's TM cycles and that's, that's YouTube, Instagram, and the members site as well, and the Twitch. I'm starting online gaming soon, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and just to reiterate, the people that, that Josh was talking about, definitely Joe Jeffries. Is, Joe Jeffries does some really good posts about sort of individual, 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 individual compounds about anabolics. Doctor Dean's fantastic as well. So yeah, quite a, a nice little hub of people at the moment in the industry.
0: Fantastic. And I guess a lot of our listeners um, will be aware of like Broderick Chavez. He's been on the podcast a few times. And all I know is he helps Mike out with his super supplements. So um, I'll just put that one in there. So again, massive thank you to you both, not only for coming on. Uh, for kind of being very open and honest have this discussion because I think a lot of people would swerve it. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hopefully people will go and check you guys out and get a bit of an insight into, yeah, what it really means to go down that route. So thank you very much. And thank, thank, you, thank you everyone nice for on. listening. Thank you.
2: Nice one.
3: Uh, but each coach can only help a certain number of people. Right now, it's all over the place. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, but there isn't that community aspect behind that. And so the next step for us is developing a membership site. So basically we want to create a family and a community that is then benefiting from another. A really cool community for people within on our little niche it is gonna be a website. They will get early access to our podcast. You can access us, ask us questions, the community aspect. We have a forum there, you can ask questions, but also you can you can lock your journey. There's also gonna be courses on there, courses, presentations on different topics, discount of past seminar footage. We will log our journey as well, we'll start vlogging, we're going to have documentaries, our entire athletic journey, furthermore they get access to an exercise video library. The exercises that we love for hypertrophy and maximizing hypertrophy, we're going to go through those in depth telling you how to execute them, kept them concise and also mobile friendly so that you can watch them in between your sets.